This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, what a, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, he scores! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher, back towards Adam Rich! Listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the Oppos View, the show where we get to know our upcoming opponents just that little bit better. We're joined by Matt from the New York Talk and Tony from Across the Pitch to talk about Rotherham United and Accrington Stanley, respectively, to tell us about their team, the form, style of play, um, and you know what we're likely to see uh, when we play them uh, next. Uh, I'll start with you, Matt, if I may have to play you on uh, Sunday. First of all, Biggest game of your season has to be, doesn't it? Surely. <laughs> uh, no, we're going to play Wigan next Friday, and that's that's promotion. If we if we beat Wigan at our place, we almost feel like we're there. So not quite a cup final. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. I mean, I have to um, obviously address the elephant in the room. You know, fans running onto the pitch. It happened at the weekend yeah. for me. Probably contributed to to the guy mm. missing the penalty. Apparently, it's happened at previous games as well. Is it a problem that needs addressing for you? 100%, yeah. It's the third time in, a, well, two away games in a row and then this home game. The club have had to put a statement out because of fan behaviour. Uh, Fleetwood, there was talking and almost booing through a minute silence. Uh, crew, somebody threw some at Lino. Uh, that and that was, happened at Burton for us as well. I heard, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and then there was the, the Forest incident where I found at Forest Leicester run up pitch. It's, it's a wider football. It seems to be a wider footballing problem that's coming back, which is which is not what we want to see and we were unfortunately at the forefront of it um, it's, a, it's a concern and even with Donny game we beat him 5-0 five, five and at 4-0 there were fans fighting between themselves Crazy. it's just people have come out <laughs> come out of lockdown absolutely feral I know. It's, it's crazy I mean let, let's um, let's talk about your recent history yeah. for a second does it frustrate you as a fan that you've had three relegations and two promotions in the last five years obviously that will extend to Three promotions in six. Uh, if if things carry on as as they are, like you know, is that is that just down to like lack of investment or what? What is it? Because you see, it, well, like I said, there five years up and down, up and down. You can't seem to mm. kind of settle in the championship, can you? No, it's it's frustrating. But you look how close we were last season. You know, it's easy to say without that backlog, we'd have been. If you all like, right, let's say it would have put three points on us total, which doesn't sound like much, but it kept us up. Um, and there was just so many incidents last season. We had fans being in, but for a club like us, our home games are massive. And because there's no fans coming, we, do, we don't get that home team advantage. And with, for a club we are, in terms of our resources, we don't have much of a way advantage anyway. So we, we, we lost, for us, we lost that on two points last year, and we were three minutes away from safety. Um, it's frustrating, but the investment needed to guarantee safety in the Championship is ridiculous. You look at clubs that have spent you guys that spent loads of money. Derby spent loads of money, and they're all they were all fighting down, down there with us. Middlesbrough last season were, weren't in the fight, but they were nowhere near where they wanted to be. Cardiff, Reading, 
these people have spent loads of money and are still fighting for relegation at times. Um, if we go up, which obviously is looking very good, I think we'll I think we'll stop up next season. If we we'll, we'll obviously if you go up, you're going to keep most of your players. Um, I don't see why we wouldn't stop up the championship this season. Is terrible. If if we were both in the championship this year, we'd be nowhere near relegation zone. Yeah, it's I mean, I, I look at your, like, I look at your recent seasons and what have you. And it's, it seems like every year you've got like more points, more wins, yeah. but you know, still, uh, still suffered the drop. And do you think Championship is the ceiling for for Rotherham United, or do you think one day you'll see Rotherham in in the Premier League? Uh, I can dream about the Premier League. <laughs> it's going to take investment uh, to stop up. I think you can. I think you can stop up without major investment. You need to be fifty and be sensible. You can stop up without investment. To get to the next level, that needs that needs proper investment and sensible investment. Uh, Tony Stewart's talked about it. He's talked about getting going to the promised land, as he calls it. Um, it's a dream. Is it a realistic dream? Probably not. But football's all about dreaming, isn't it? Of course, of course it is. Of course it is. Um, I'll, I want to talk about Paul Warren as well. Does he go down mm. as a bit of a Rotherham legend? Yeah, he's my favourite. He was my favourite player of all time, and now he's going down as my favourite man of all time. Um, Capulet encapsulates everything that's good about the club. Even as a player, he, he was... People in Yorkshire, if you if you want to see players run hard, work hard, all right, they might not be the best technical players, but just work hard. And that was Paul Warner as a player. And that's what he's drilling into his players. Um, we've had a couple of players leave and aren't very happy about the way we play because we are energetic. We want to play, we want to be aggressive. So there's not always room for technical players, but... If you are technical and you are willing to work hard, then you then you thrive. Um, and Paul Warren is just yeah, is is the face of the organisation and he owns it. Um, and he is he's he is if he gets promotion, he'll be the most successful manager in our history. Three promotions on his CV, um, and he's not far. If Ronnie Moore is probably our best manager ever, Paul Warren's not far. If if he can keep get us up and keep us up, he will probably go past Ronnie as our best manager. Yeah, so every time you've been in the championship and you you, you hear Rotherham fans saying, "Oh, I've got to get rid of him, got to get someone else in, and what mm-hmm. have you," and you know, it always seems like a, a silly thing to do. And obviously, he's showing now that you know it's obviously the right thing to do to to stick by him and what have you. Have you? I'm guessing with what you've just said about he's probably the greatest man ever to, to live on the earth, according to yourself. <laughs> that you've never been in the camp of get him out kind of thing. You think he's the one to to keep you up if you do go up, of course. Yeah, it's all about progression. If if we can see us moving in the right direction, then I'm, I keep him all the way. Last season, we, there was progression from the last time in the championship. And that's key. If we go up next season, we don't win in the first 10 games and we look rubbish, then there's got to be questions. Yeah. I'm not one of these that's saying, right, let's keep him forever just because he's Paul Warren. He's, he's got to push, push us in the right direction. Yeah. And the man he is and the integrity he has, if he finds himself in a position where, where he can't take us any further, I think he'll take himself out of the situation. Um We've got to be pushing in the right direction, and that's the key. But for as long as he's pushing us in in a progressive way, it's, I'm happy with him. Yeah. Now, before I just talk about the recent form, etc. Mm. I mean, it's fair to say that Rotherham fans hate Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, why, why is that? I mean, I think I think you hate us more than we hate you. To be fair. Yeah. Don't everybody hate you more than you hate them? <laughs> Probably. To be fair. <laughs> Uh, you get a lot of Wednesday fans from Rotherham. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Um, if you don't, if you don't, if you're if you're from Rotherham, if you don't spot Rotherham, you spot Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> if you're a football fan, yeah. Um, you've been the most successful club in recent times, in, in terms of 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, out of our local clubs. Um, I think that's, that's it. It, com- it comes from many, many years ago, doesn't it? You know, it's yeah. not just like recent times because you know when people listen to this podcast know that my earliest memories when we got relegated out of the premier league so i've not seen all the all the glory days and things like that and it's you know i'm 32 so it's, <laughs> do you know what i mean it's uh it's been a long long time ago but yeah i, I do get that i do sense that uh that hatred towards us and it's going to make for a good uh, a good game on mm-hmm. sunday the fact that we're both in both in form as well which uh yeah. makes it makes it good obviously well quantum form um, your form is, you know, there's no two ways about it. Very, very good. Um, I mean, you just look at your last five games. You've won mm-hmm. your last five. Um, sorry, you've won. Uh, yeah, you have won. You have won your last five, haven't you? That's right. Yeah. Um, last six games, you've had that one. You had that one defeat. Um, we're the same. Five wins mm-hmm. and one defeat in his in his last six. But your form kind of extends a bit further than that. To be fair, you know, won yeah. the, four or five defeats in the, in the whole season. Is there, is there a reason? Why you've just kind of took to this season like like you have? 
Uh, it's got to be the the. I know every and look how many goals we've scored now. Expected goals is amazing. It is it is very very good, but we've got a base. We've got an amazing base. We've conceded five away goals all season. Um, we are still yet to concede in the first half in away game this season. I think we've gone the last five games without conceding a goal. Um, we switched last season about December. We switched to a back three, uh, which took about a month to get right. And then when we got it right, we just looked so much better at back. You just put Richard Wood in the centre of the three. What a legend, by the way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he just sits there and attacks the ball when he wants and just sweeps up everybody else when he wants. He's just, it gives Richard Wood that ability to be a leader. But you, Wood's problem is if you isolate him and you've got a little bit of pace, not much pace, a little bit of pace, he's in bother. Just, just on that one, is, is, I know you got a red card. Is, is that just a one-game ban or a three-game yeah. ban? Yeah, I'm ball online, so yeah, just he'll be back for Sunday, thankfully. That'd be good. I think he'll get. I think he'll get a decent reception from the uh, from yeah. from the crowd and what have you, which is uh, which is nice to see. But yeah, you know, sorry, I've, I've, I've brought yeah. him there. <laughs> yeah, um, but he's, he's massive to it. Paul once talked about his, how much of a leader he is, and it's important to get him on pitch because he can just look after everybody else as well. He can tell, you know, all these other defenders what to do. We've got that extra stability with that three in the back, but then it also allows us to play three in midfield. So we've got an extra guy in front of the back three as well. Um, yeah, I think we've got most clean sheets. Our defensive record is ridiculous. Yeah, look at that. You've, you've, only conce- you've only conceded 18 goals this season, which is like yeah. conce- nearly conceding one goal every two games, which is obviously mm. amazing. Uh, I mean, you have rotated mm. your, your keepers around a little bit. Um, yeah. Both of them seem to be doing the business. Is there a reason why you've rotated the goalkeepers? It's just injuries. One is, 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 one is mottos is if you've got the shirt, you've got the spot. So if, if you are, so Victor Anson started as number one, and he came out because of an injury. I can't remember what it was. It was just a minor injury. But then Are you sure he didn't come out because of that clanger that he, that he dropped? To, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it kept him for a bit longer. Um, and then Vickers came in. He, he had made a mistake. He got injured. So Victor came back in. He got injured. So Vickers came back in. Um, it sort of works because there's no pressure on everybody. If you make a mistake, it's fine. And last week when we played Accrington, Vickers made the save for the penalty 89th minute. And other keeper, were first guy up pitch afterwards, hugging him, yeah. just congratulating him. So it works. And some, some, with some keepers, it's not going to, you know what keepers are like. They want to be number one. Yeah, You've got to have two people that are happy to be in that situation. Thankfully, I haven't. They're both brilliant keepers, other than that mistake. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, we'll get onto that in a sec. Uh, what were your expectations at the start of the season? Obviously, now, normally this question is, what are your expectations from the start <laughs> to what are they now? Like, It's clear what, hmm. the, what the expectations are now. It's to go up as champions. But what did you think that that was possible at the start of the season? It were always possible uh, because we didn't change the squad. There's, this squad is all what, what got relegated other than one or two players. So we were always going to be there and thereabouts. Um, we have probably exceeded what we have exceeded. You can't, I don't think anybody goes into the season thinking, oh, we're going to win this league. You apart, can't just apart, from, apart from us. Apart from Wednesday, <laughs> obviously, every year. <laughs> yeah. um, it was it was challenge for challenge for promotion. That, that's all it was. This this which Everybody talked about the League One this season being the toughest League One there's ever been. Mm. Um a lot of those teams have underperformed. You, when you, Sunderland, Ipswich, a lot of those have underperformed. So it's really not turned out as difficult as as it was expected. Um, but yeah, to challenge for at least second was where I expected to be. Yeah. Now, um, just going to players to watch. I picked out a few. Obvious mm. Michael Smith has to be there. You know, 16 goals, six assists. He's clearly like the, the one to watch. Mm. Um, how key has he been for you this season? He's been massive. He's, he's not really played any better than he has in previous years. He's just started scored more. That's literally the only thing he's done to his game. There's not many better target men in the league. The guy in our podcast says he's the best target man in the EFL. Mm. And it's difficult to argue with that. He's strong. He's fairly quick. Not lightning, but for a big man, he's very quick. Um, for a big, big man, his touch is amazing. Um, he's, added, he's added goals to his game. He's just been a bit more aggressive. He's, when, when, he, when he came, he was a big man that was just a big man, but he wasn't that aggressive. He's added that aggression to his game without stepping it over the line, really. Um, Has he been a bit of a surprise then this season? His goals have, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, we were sort of worried that there were going to be lack of goals in the team because Freddie's inconsistent. Uh, great, we didn't have great at start of the season. He was now injured. Um, the concern was where the goals were going to come from. And Smith has ticked that box. And he's took the pressure off everybody else. If, we expected it, if he gets 10, 12 goals this season, at start, I'd have been happy with that. He's now going to get a 20 plus probably. Yeah. Um, it's just, it just relaxes everybody else to say, right, don't worry about it because we have got goals somewhere else as well. 
I mean, another one you just mentioned there, Freddie Ladapo. Am I right in saying that he handed uh, in a transfer request in January as well? Yeah, second of January, top of the league, having just won. He scored eight goals this season. He's, he's doing. He's doing well. Is he just not getting the game time? Or? Well, that's the, it's the strange thing. He wasn't getting the game time at start, and he came in because Greg couldn't play against Sunderland because at loan. And Freddie came in and had been brilliant for about two or three months, played every minute almost, scoring loads of goals, working really, really hard, which is impressive for Freddie. And literally out of nowhere, he says he wants to leave. It'd been brilliant and playing loads. The transfer didn't really make any sense. And he's still here, unfortunately, for everybody. So it's not been great. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I hate him just for that goal that he scored last last season in the last minute, which... uh... Yeah, we'll we'll just gloss over that one if we can. <laughs> if we can. Um, Daniel Barlasa, that's another one. Where's number four for you? Came from Newcastle, I think, last season. Uh, what can you tell me about him? Other than the uh, goal, other than the goal that he scored last weekend. <laughs> yeah, Dan Barlasa is one of those that's fighting for the title of best midfielder in, in the league. Um, he's one of those that can spray a seventy-yard pass on a fifty-pence piece. But he's also not afraid to play some neat football. Um, against Donny last week, he's happy to jink in and out of, man, in and out of the opposition. He's just getting better and better. Uh, he's had a, against same with Smithy. He's had a goals this season, he's eight goals or something this season. Um, he just has everything you want in a midfielder. He's maybe not as physical as you want, but other than that, he can do just about anything you want him to do. He normally sits behind the other two midfielders, so he gives you that defensive um, option as well. Even though he's not a particularly defensive player. Is yeah, he's he getting better and better? We've I think we've paid three hundred k for him or something like that for Newcastle, yeah. which is an absolute steal. He's 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 destined for the Premier League. He is that good. Brilliant. Uh, any other players that we need to look out for? Obviously, you mentioned Richard Wood, which we know know quite mm. a lot about. Is any anyone else? Uh, Chio Chio Benny right who uh, plays right wing back. He got injured again when we when, uh, your play when we play your play as our place. He got injured after twenty minutes, um, and you were lucky because you were having you were having a great twenty minutes on that right hand side. Um, He's like lightning. Uh, if he's got, I think he's got four players sent off this season. Really? So he just, he's just not scared. He'll just go. He'll just go at man. And he, well, defenders hate pace, don't they? And he is like lightning. Um, so he's he's key. And that's yeah. That's probably right. Ben Wiles, local boy. So if he gets a goal, he'll sell, I'm sure he'll celebrate accordingly. It's funny because we had Rob Staten on the podcast ooh, yeah. uh, about a month and a half ago now, and uh, we, were, we were talking at the time. We were. You know, it were the whole, the whole Darren Moore out brigade yeah. were in force, etc. And, and he touched on Rotherham, just saying how Rotherham are a are a team. They're not a they're not a, they're not a bunch of individuals. They you know one one player. I know you've got you know you've mentioned the ones to watch there and what and what have you. One player steps out and another one steps in and and it's almost it, it doesn't really matter. You know, you just continue playing in that in that way. Whereas at times it's been like when we're missing key players like you know Luongo who. Fortunately, played the only game he played at the start of the season was against you, and was probably the best the best player on the pitch. And uh, and they didn't play for well, however many months it were after that. So, mm. but but we that that affects us quite quite a lot of ways. It doesn't seem to be that injuries kind of affect you, do they? No, that's about stability, and that's the thing we keep in manager. Of course, Warren has been here. If he were or he he were you know after end of last season, it hit him really hard. They were talking about him leaving. If he'd have left, the new guy would have brought him to bring his own get own people in which means they, he wouldn't have trusted everybody in the squad because he didn't know them. Whereas Warney already trusted everybody he had and just brought in players to supplement him. Ollie Rathbone's been brilliant for us in the midfield, but he tweaked his back on Tuesday and Jamie Lindsay came in and were just as good. So he just slotting in and out for the most part. Michael Smith's unreplaceable. Chio's probably almost unreplaceable. And Barlasa, the three that maybe are very, very difficult to replace. Woody, we can bring somebody else in and do that sort of job. Um... But even if we lost them for a game or two, it wouldn't be end of the world. We could manage. Yeah. But if we lost them for 10 games, that that, that might, become, might cause a problem. Yeah, I mean, let, let's go back to the start of the season then uh, when we played, I think it was, what, fourth, <laughs> ga- fourth game in. Uh, I'll be honest, obviously we beat you 2-0. 2-0 mm. flattered us somewhat. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't think we deserved to to win that game, really, mm. On the on the if I'm being perfectly honest. I mean, first of all, the penalty, the tackle was outside the box. Let's just oh, yeah. uh, let's just clear that one up. It was, yeah. um, but it didn't matter because Peacock Farrell pulled off what is probably one of the best penalty saves I've ever, I've ever seen. And that, to be fair, that was a turning point in the game, weren't it? Big time. When you score a goal before half-time, obviously we know how different it can make the game. That was like you just scored a goal without putting a tick on scoreboard. 
unbelievable save. Really a good penalty. I felt really <laughs> slow for sadly because it were a good penalty. Um, and that's where, yeah, Peacock Farrell, all the does saves penalties is what I heard. <laughs> yeah, although recently, has been, I mean, it's, it's funny, we've kept four clean sheets, but uh, yeah. against Wigan, we, we kept them to, I think, one shot on target. Um, I, I think, um, who was it who played before that? Uh, Burton only had a few shots. Yeah, yeah. He's not, so it's funny, like, you can look at the statistics and it looks like you, the, the keeper's done yeah. had an amazing game, but you look at the stats and I think Gillingham's keeper's probably one of the best keepers in the division because yeah. he, he faces about 45 Stop shots every, yeah. every game, doesn't he? So it's, you can make the stats look whatever whatever like but no he's a keeper that's um he's certainly done a lot better in recent mm. weeks you know you've, you've probably all had a giggle about the uh the ipswich um <laughs> yeah. debacle um <laughs> which which did the rounds and what have you and probably yeah. still does now uh, but he's you know he seems to touch wood you know got those mistakes out, out of his game i mean on that game you were, you were batterers in the first half and mm. i think the second half was a bit was much more even probably because yeah. we got that we got that that early goal in the second half Probably against the runner play, you know, we caught you on the mm. on the break. Um, to be fair, I don't know. I didn't score. I mean, what were your, what were your assessment of the game? I'm guessing you were disappointed and annoyed really that you didn't get anything from it. Yeah, it was one of those games. I think first off, we were the better team without. It weren't a battering. It weren't a nil nil, and we battered you. It was just we were the better team. Um, I don't recall us causing you too many problems. I think pick up from the save in the second half. There were a lot of goal mouth scrambles, weren't there? Yeah, Where exactly. It could, have, it could have, you know, ball could have gone anywhere, kind of thing, and we just managed to yeah. keep it out, kind of. Um, yeah, but your goals came from two mistakes. There were two stupid mistakes, and that, and that's that's. I think that game was a big lesson for us. I think first of all, we probably paid you a bit too much respect. We we set Jamie Lindsay just to chase Barry Bannon around pitch, and I know Bannon's a really good player, but that medals have ten men essentially. And I think that probably was a bit too too much respect. It's probably why why. Uh, Massimo Luongo had such a good game because Probably, if, yeah. if you, you know your man's been taken out, taken out of the game, it he, he let him because I thought he had a fantastic game mm. and uh, you know the tackles and what have you. He's, he's a player that we've well, he's come back and it's a, it, it's you know it's a sign that we've started doing well since he's uh, since he's mm. come back in the in the side. I mean, what's your thoughts on us so far this season? I say we've got four wins on the bounce, four clean sheets, eleven unbeaten at home. Like yourselves mm. on decent run of form. What, I know, I know yeah. you'd probably hate to talk about us, but what's your uh, honest assessment? Well, as, as I live in Rotherham, I've got Wednesday. I know I've got, I've got some Wednesday mates, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> and it's been, it's been inconsistent. It's, it's exactly like Sunderland, Ipswich to a lesser extent. You have days where they look really, really good and the results are, t- are turning around, and then you get spanked 5 0 to Sunderland who were in a poor form or things like that. The, the club is a strange club. It's one of the strangest clubs in the NFL. The way it's run um, from top to bottom is very strange. Darren Moore is a manager I've got a lot of time for but before I went to you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a really good him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I rate him as a manager. Um, whether he's got the stones at the you know, the knee line of the season remains to be seen because uh, he never got that chance at West Brom to sort of finish the job off. So we don't know what, when it gets serious how it's going to happen. Um you should be better than where you are. You should be challenging the top two with the squad you've got. But you just, it's the inconsistencies like everybody else. We found consistency. Wigan had found some consistency. That's why we're the top two at the minute. If you find consistency between now and end of the season, that second spot is is available, as it should, probably, depending on Wigan's games and hands. Yeah, I mean, do you not I mean, do you not worry that with you being top of the league, you're going to start looking over your shoulder and looking at, I mean, I know teams keep slipping up and, you know, mm. that third spot changes pretty much yeah. every week. At the early on in the season, it was Plymouth that were that were doing the business. Mm. Then Sunderland have come up. Now it's MK Dons that occupy that third spot. Yeah. Um, so I suppose it's, you know, you know, whilst ever they're dropping points, you you keep plugging away and, uh, and, and getting that gap further out. But there's ever come to a point where you think, you know, if you do get, you know, pick up a defeat or a draw, you're going to be thinking, oh dear, like we were nine points ahead at this point. You know, do you know what I mean? You get to get to yeah, the point yeah. where you're going, oh, we're only six points ahead, which is still <laughs> like an amazing achievement. Yeah. But do you ever think it's going to get like that? Obviously, I, you know, I'm sure you hope that it, it doesn't, but. <laughs> yeah, it, it might do. When we lost, we lost to Accrington on Boxing Day and then not the New Year's Day and the one after we lost to Fleetwood. And there were two poor performances quite close together. So if we start getting that, yeah. But we're nine points clear. It's tonight. The nine points clear at top of the league is ridiculous. But you've also got we're nine points clear at third with a game in hand. Yeah. And I think MK Dons are a brilliant footballing team. But again, they are ridiculously inconsistent. Lost to Donny, for God's sake. <laughs> you know what I mean? So 
this is this is what we're up against. And I know we lost to Fleetwood Nackington, but we don't really lose many games. Um, I'm quietly confident. I got I got to the point today where we're looking up how many points are needed to guarantee promotion because I'm, I'm we're getting to that. St- we only need something like 25 points to get to a, like 91 points, which will gar- essentially guarantee it for you. Yeah, we've got 16 games left, so it doesn't sound like much. Um, we look machine like at this season. It's it's it sounds almost sounds arrogant, but I can't see us dropping that many points. I'm cure three 0 loss on Sunday, but. Uh, <laughs> As defences as that good, we just don't concede enough to cause. If, if we, the stats tell you, if we score a goal, we're going to get a point. That's not always going to play out that way, but that's how our stats. That's how good we are at the minute in terms of not conceding and, and things like that. So that's though those the stats at the minute give me confidence, but scare me at the same time. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, how would you describe? Rotherham's style of play and what formation does does Warney tend to mm. tend to play? I know you've already touched on the fact that he goes three at the back, but what mm. on, what how does he normally set up? Uh, I mean three five two, um, which would be uh, interesting because we play three five two as well. So uh, yeah. just a, a straight match up there. Yeah, we we tend to when when we match up, we've done all right. Don is a bad example because they are terrible. But other teams we've matched we've matched us up three five two. We tend to do all right against it, except first time around when we were still finding his feet a little bit. Um, we like to press teams if you try to play that ball, ball out from back we'll pressure high very very high and if your defenders are not comfortable on the ball they'll find it really really difficult Michael Smith will run for 90 minutes um, Will Grigg done his hamstring on Tuesday so then then becomes a question who's going to start uh, I don't think Freddie will start because of transfer stuff I don't think we'll see Freddie start we'll probably see Josh Coyote who's a young kid 21, 22 uh, it's a bit like Smith but quicker big strong physical uh, but raw, very, very raw. Um, you've got to wonder about players like that, whether this occasion will get to because I know Paul Warren will get the players up for the game. We talked to Dan Barlasser, uh, did an interview at Christmas, and he's talking about the game in lockdown that Paul Warren told the players he made them understand, showed them tweets and everything else. He makes the players understand that it's a rivalry, you know, we want to win the game. Um, so young players like JJ, you, has he got the balls for it? Is a, is a phrase you know? I'm sure he has. Yeah. But occasion can get to these type of players, can't they? Um, yeah. We'll we'll just try and suffocate the life out of you. Wimbledon on Tuesday again. Wimbledon aren't as good as you guys, but we just didn't let him have ball. We just we just pressed him and kept kept him in their own half. And I don't think if he had a shot, I'd be, I'd be surprised. Vickers had night night of his life. He didn't have to do anything. Yeah, that, 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 was much, that was pretty much what we did to Wick, uh, Wigan yesterday, to be fair, yeah. which I was quite surprised that really, you know, mm. it was a game that I thought uh, would be difficult. Uh, yeah. and, in, and in reality, they didn't really cause us that many problems, which just gives me a lot of confidence going into mm. uh, into the game on, on Sunday. I think mainly it's, it, it will be a good game of football. Uh, I think it, the atmosphere will be good. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll have, even though it's on Sky, I think we'll, you know, we'll sell a lot of tickets. I mean, how many tickets has, uh, has Rotherham sold? They've just up at lower tier. So I think we've, uh, we might be touching 3,000, which is about what we took to Donny, I think. I think we took a bit more to Donny. Yeah, that'd be good. It's always it's always good to have a you know have, yeah. a, have a full have a full stadium as much as you know, it'd be nice to have none of you none of you guys there. <laughs> but you know, it's still it's still always good adds to the atmosphere. Makes a atmosphere definitely. Um I think you you've touched on the fact, you know, the physical side, I think there'll be a lot of tackles flying in, you know, the likes mm-hmm. of Sam Hutchinson, Barry Bannon, Luongo, yeah. they they like a good tackle. Um <laughs> the fact that you said that the you know, you like to press, I think if you'd have played as maybe well before the transfer window, I would have been mm-hmm. um quite worried. Uh, but mm. Since then, we've had Hutchinson come back, and we've had Jordan Story sign from uh, on loan yeah. from Preston. Which, since he's coming, we haven't conceded a goal, and he has looked a lot better. Before that, we were playing; we had wingers on left centre back and, and everything. So, <laughs> yeah. it, I, I would have been quite quite worried. But, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna have to nail you down to a score prediction, then, Matt. You know, the dreaded score prediction. <laughs> one with your head and one with your heart, because it, uh, be, it might be different. Yeah, uh, my head will say one one. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's been an amazing game. It's on Sky, so it's guaranteed to be rubbish. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think there's a. I think there's a danger we'll cancel each other out. So head head says one one. Uh, Hart says another two one win in the ninety sixth minute. <laughs> <laughs> Just on that, did we did obviously we did, that would be behind closed doors, wouldn't it? So that's yeah. so were you there that day? But that that game was. I think. Do you know what? There's there's 
two games that go down for me as like the worst games that I've that I've seen. And one was the mm-hmm. the drone gate at uh, oh, yeah. your place. That was yeah. probably the worst performance that we've ever put in. Yeah, I was shocked how bad you were that night. That it was, was awful. awful. That was the, like I said, it's the t- most the worst performance mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Uh, and then yeah, just for um, Izzy Brown for his awful <laughs> corner. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He got some stick for that, by the way. Some proper, some proper stick. Uh, it should have just... But, you know, it is, it is what it is, isn't it? it was you just want to sign him with Rotherham players. You should have learned by now. <laughs> it was just one of those things, weren't it, where you just kind of, as a Wednesday fan... You just knew it would happen. Like it yeah. was one of those. It one of those days. And I think that was. That, I think that was Darren Moore's first game in charge, if I remember right. Yeah, new. I, I can't remember if it was first. Yeah, I remember him being new. I was worried about him being new. And it might have been his first game in the dugout. I think because he had, like yeah. he'd had uh, he had COVID, didn't he? So he didn't. Mm. Uh, but any but anyway, right, Matt. Thank you very much for uh, for joining us. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure. No worries, mate. Cheers. Now I'm going to bring Tony in from uh, Across the Pitch podcast. Uh, first of all, Tony, how are you? Are you all right? I'm all right, James. Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm fine, thank you. Obviously, you were just saying just before we started there that you're uh, not so much snowed in, but obviously in Canada, you've got a, a few uh, a few inches of snow over there. Yeah, we've had a couple of big snowstorms last month, and we've probably got a couple of feet of snow on the ground, which is, and today's sunny, but it's... It, it very rarely gets above freezing at this time of year. We've got another month to go before it starts uh, melting away. So uh, the more time to spend inside, the more time to watch uh, uh, football. Yeah, I'm guessing uh, you don't go into mass hysteria over there when there's a bit of snow like like we do over here. No, no. I mean, you just you just live with it. You gotta you gotta live with it because you get it from for two to two to three months where we are. Three months really. And if you get if you get about 12, uh, 14 inches of snow, you just have to shovel two or three times a day, kind of thing, you know. But that's I get my exercise in, so I, I can't complain about that. Exactly. Well, I enjoyed the chat that we had last time, so this, which is why I've uh, invited you back on this time. Now, uh, I won't talk too much about the history of the club, etc. If people want to listen to that, they can search back for our chat earlier on in the season. And we also spoke with Andy Holt as well um, before this this game got postponed. Because obviously, this is the rearrange a fi- uh, fixture from earlier on in the season. Now. Um, Obviously, let's let's kick things off and just talk about your recent form. Then, obviously, we you know we record this before the weekend's run of fixtures, but you find yourself twelfth place in the league, uh, eleven points off relegation, thirteen points off the playoffs, pretty much bang in the middle uh, of the league at the moment. Are, are, you, are you happy where you find yourself going into that latter stages of the season? I think yeah, I think we can't complain where we are because of uh, uh, the January we had. We had a good December. Um, I think that when we played you guys last time, we were in a bit of a bad run. We lost to, to Plymouth and Lee the week before, lost to you guys in a really tight match, which we'll, which we'll touch on. And uh, then we uh, turned around and, and stunk the joint out against uh, Burton Albion. But since then, I think we've, uh, we've uh, sorted things out. And uh, I think uh, 12th is a fair, uh, fair position. I st- I st- I'm still hoping for a, a top ten finish, and I think that's well within our reach. Yeah, you know, you're only I said 13 points off the playoffs. It's quite congested in that uh, mid table. Obviously, when you know you've got Rotherham that are running away with it somewhat at the, at the top of the league. I mean, your recent five games, you've had two draws, one win, and two defeats. Tricky opponents in there too. You know, defeats to Ipswich and Rotherham. You got a draw against Sunderland and Morecambe. And then doing us a favour, uh, a 2-0 win against Oxford most most recently. 
Um, I mean, have you been pleased with how you've been playing so far? And you know, in recent weeks, even the defeats have only been by by a small margin, haven't they? Yeah, I think we were bit, we've been struggling to score goals, and I think that has a lot to do with uh, uh, obviously we, Charles left in the window, which uh, he wasn't an impact because he was uh, uh, he wasn't playing, but you know, we still needed to move him on to get another striker in. Was that the and, player that you spoke about didn't want to play? Is that is that right? Yeah. Yeah, Dion Charles, and he ended up, he's gone to uh, uh, Bolton, and, uh, you know, uh, all, all the power to him. I I, I respect him as a, a player, but not uh, for what he did and how he handled himself with the club. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think we've, um, uh, you know, we played well last night. I think the team, you know, finally, finally everything uh, came together and we got luck was on our side uh, unlike against Rotherham where we were we were very unlucky not to come away come away with a point but um, yeah now we had Bishop out too so it, it's been a it was been it's refreshing last night considering we uh, you know we didn't have Colby uh, Bishop starting uh, to come away with a two nothing win I thought that was very uh, very well needed and very uplifting uh, result for the for the lads. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, you know, the likes of the one-one draw against Sunderland, which is, I think that was before Lee Johnson got sacked, was it? Because I think they've gone on a bit yeah. of a toy yeah. down at the moment. But yeah, that's another decent result. Because I suppose you just need to be picking points up, don't you? Well, and that result too against Sunderland was we were down to ten men at the time, and we scored in the eighty-six, eighty-seventh minute, I think, and it was really from. Uh, uh, a, a pass, a, a clearance from um, Toby Seven, who actually was aiming for uh, 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 Mitchell Clark, and he got the ball over to, uh, or sorry, to Hamilton, who got the ball over to Clark, and he slotted it in against run of play. But I think you know it, it shows that the the team really, even when they get down to ten men, um, they really battled, and and it was that was a good result against, uh, as I say, against Sunderland, and it's. Uh, the thing is now is we're not fearing any team that we play, and you know I think that's a big a, a, a big confidence booster for for the for the team, um, and I think teams now are starting to I should say respect Stanley because they know it's not an e- it's not an easy match and we're not a team to be sort of uh, although small in stature we're not a team that is small on the field, especially if you look at the size of the players uh, that we've got. Um, you know, we we brought in. You know, we're we're going to mention about the uh, signings. We might we might as well talk about it now then, Tony. Yeah. yeah. So you know, who was the who was the players that you've that you've brought in 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 the, in the window then? Well, I was just going to say the defender we brought in was Jay Rich uh, Badgeloo, uh from Crystal Palace, a defender, and he's uh, I think if he's five 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 six or somewhere in that range, and with the back uh, grouping we have uh, not. Uh, Matt uh, Michael Nottingham is is around the same height, and so is Ross Sykes. Um, you've got Ethan uh, Hamilton that's uh, six three, six four. Harry Pell's got to be six six. Um, so we are a team that seems to be cro- causing a lot of problems uh, on set pieces, corners, uh, and, and that's where we're. You know, teams are struggling to cover us in the box because of the height we have. And we have two players now that uh, Tommy Lee, who's plays on the midfield, and Mitchell Clark, uh, who I want to talk about in a minute. Um, they both have the long uh, throw in in their uh, in their arsenal, and uh, that, I mean that's just like a set piece when you can get a throw in down in in the opposition zone, and you can get it in the box. So uh, yeah, I think um, uh, per, he's he's been a good signing. Is uh, somebody we needed just to strengthen up on the back. Um, the other player that we brought in right at the beginning of the window is a uh, left winger, um, Rosario Longello. He's 22. He played with the Newcastle under 23s uh, from West Ham uh, originally. Um, he's got, he, he's got some moves too, and he's got a little bit of pace about him. And it's something that I think we needed on, on the wing. Um, you know, sort of open things up a little bit for for the midfield, and it's an outlet for for the midfield to, to distribute the ball to, and also, uh, you know, he can he can get the ball into into the box. So he's been an interesting signing. He's 
he uh, he uh, he came on last night as a sub, and I think he's just finding his feet because, as you know, coming from under twenty three football, going into League One, um, it's uh, it's a big adjustment for these lads because a lot more physical. Um, you know, you're playing ninety minutes, uh, and it's 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 a hard ninety minutes. Not sort of like the under twenty threes. Um, the last player we brought in is somebody that actually you may got you you may know him better than we do because he we got him from your club, uh, uh, Cody uh, Adewanin. Adedoyin, yes. Adedoyin. Sorry, I, I knew I screwed that up. <laughs> I, you know, when we started calling. We just call him Cody. So. Yeah. Um, and he played last night a full a full ninety minutes, and uh, I, I I've got to say uh, he he certainly has has got something about him, and I think he's going to he's going to fit in well. And I was he, he worked like a he, he worked like a, a horse, like he was all over the pitch and uh, holding the ball up well. Uh, didn't get a goal, but had a couple of chances. So I think the uh, the uh, opening act, if you want. Uh, was uh, was positive from uh, from him. So looking forward to seeing him play. I think I think he could form a nice partnership with Bishop because uh, Cody reminds me a bit of, of Dion Charles, where he has a bit more about him at the pace, and 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 Dion or uh, Kobe is more of a, a hold them uh, distribute kind of striker. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, fair to say that it, it didn't really get much of a chance. At, uh, at Wednesday, to be fair, I don't think I think he made one appearance in the um, in the Pizza Cup, as we call it, in earlier yeah. on in the season. But apart from that, I didn't, I didn't make any starts in in the league, and he was here for a, for a couple of seasons as well. So I think it was probably the right move for him. It fell down the pecking order. Um, so yeah, probably one of the ones that we've uh, won't say happy to get rid of, but it's, you know, it, it made perfect sense to uh, to certainly move him on now. Um, I have to well, let's backtrack a little bit. I have to talk about the Rotherham game. Um, obviously, you know how annoyed slash angry are you with that that incident that took place last weekend with a penalty? Because obviously he went on to miss the penalty, and you could you could easily say that that was down to the uh, that you know the fan that ran on. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, and this is a third incident involving Rotherham uh, that. Uh... Uh, you know, the other two incidents, I don't really know a lot about, but I did obviously witness the one against Stanley where um, you could see the, the individual run onto the pitch and uh, uh, there was no uh, uh, no stewards and, and no sort of police in the area to, to sort of even um, uh, hold the guy up or anything. And he just ran on the pitch and uh, kicked the ball away. And then and, and Harry Pell... Uh, as I say, was just preparing to take the penalty, and he was standing on the eight-yard line, and and it, and the lad went ran over to him and, and took a swing at him, uh, and then and then sort of ran off. Now, Harry Pell uh, is very sort of a, an energetic, uh, emotional player, um, and he he took took a couple of steps, and I for a second I thought he was going to uh, go after the player or the lad. Anyway, the, both Rotherham players and uh, and Stanley players got in, and he calmed down. But at that point, he 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 still wanted to take the penalty. And you know, in hindsight, you want to say maybe you should have uh, you should have had somebody else take it because his mind was uh, obviously a dis, you know uh, um, uh, affected by by what had happened. Um, and and it wasn't a good penalty. Uh, and then. You know, so that was that was he felt really bad about that, but it was it was tough because he's it really it really did affect the outcome of the game, and that's not it, it shouldn't happen in football where the fan can affect the outcome of a match. It's bad enough with the referees we have in League One. We don't <laughs> need the fans. We don't need the fans doing it. Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, what what would you have wanted to see happen? I mean, there's lots of talk about people saying like they should have replayed the game and all this and all the other stuff. Is it just? Very unfortunate. Just, no, I don't want to say one of those things because I don't think it should really happen again. But we just got to take oh, it on I, the chin. I think I think the referee should have uh, um, paused the, the match for uh, uh, a few minutes or and have the teams sort of regroup and and 
just sort of uh, explained to the managers that he just wanted to calm this thing down and 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 have a time, you know, sort of like at the break you have in between uh, before uh, extra time. Well, we saw we, we saw that in the uh, in the Bolton and Morecambe game with the you know apparently there was racist chants from the from the Morecambe fans towards the Bolton bench and and they went off for ten minutes, went into the dressing room, came back out and uh, and obviously finished the rest of the game. So maybe that's something that they they, they perhaps could have done but I think in hindsight it's it's easy to say what what could and should have been done um it's just one of those yeah things that we don't hope to see again in the in the future but like you said it has happened three times at uh, at the New York Stadium yeah and and, and they've been fined and they'll, uh, they'll get I haven't heard of what their the outcome of of this last one is but uh, they've they they've obviously uh banned the individual they said uh, I mean that's all good and well, but I mean it doesn't it doesn't change what happened, and the club needs to be accountable. Uh, I know it's hard it's hard for them to uh, say that you know for a person to jump on the pitch, but this is a penalty, and and uh, you know facing the home fans, uh, and there was very little presence at the, uh, by the stewards or the police uh, behind the net. And, uh, you know, I think they, they should, and if you look at it, when I watched the highlights back at the other end, we had maybe 150 fans at the match and two or three people ran down to the bottom of the steps at the terrace. And, and this is at the other end of the pitch, mind you. And if you look at the pitch, the, 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 uh, replay, there's about 10, 12 stewards and policemen sort of, uh, looking after three or four, uh, Stanley fans that ran down. Yet at the other end, it was seemed to be a little bit, uh, you know, thin on uh, on security, and and it's it's a shame. But yeah, I, what can you do? It's it's over and done with. We we struck the post uh, afterwards. Um, it was just one of those matches. You could just see that things were not going to go your way. But Rotherham really were um, very pleased to get out of that match with the result. Uh, you know, we played them. We played strong against them because when we played them at home. Um, I think in December we beat them one nothing, and and they hadn't lost a match in I think twenty one or twenty two matches. Uh, so we're not we can take on the big teams and we can play them hard, and um, that's you know it's it's just a it's just unfortunate we were we were getting we were on the end of some bad luck at the Rotherham match. I mean, obviously over here you know, we have the you know the local radio, uh, football phone-ins and what have you. And, and unfortunately, we have to listen to the likes of Rotherham fans and uh, Sheffield United fans and, thing, and things like that on the uh, on, on the radio show. And quite a few of them were saying that, um, you know, that, that Accrington using, like, time-wasting tactics and one of the worst teams that they'd seen, etc. Now, looking at the looking at the statistics, it looked like you took, took the game to them, to be fair. You know, you had more than your fair share of possession, which, when, when it comes to time-wasting, generally, the, uh, the possession is a lot, lot less. Um, an equal amount of passes. From from the outside looking in, it looked like it was it was a pretty fair game, to be fair. Yeah, and I think that time-wasting allegations, I think, is just a way of deflecting away from what the what the uh, what happened for uh, with the Rotherham fans. Um, I mean, uh, Toby Seven got booked in the first half for time-wasting, which, um, you, you know, the score was uh, nothing, nothing at the time. You're in the first half. You're not time-wasting. Um, and I think... Uh, Stanley, you know, they don't, they didn't go into that match from the, from minute one, open for a draw. They go into the match and they, every match they go into, and like, like every club, really, uh, they go for the win. And um, I think it was, uh, I think I don't, I don't see the time wasting myself because in, uh, in the last 20 minutes, we were by far the better team and, and rather among on, you could tell, how happy they were with the result because of the way the players reacted at the end. Uh, you thought they won a cup tie, so they knew they were in a tough match. And and I think the accusations against uh, players falling down and uh, and time wasting was uh, was not uh, very accurate, really, in my account. Yeah. Now let's let's get on to the uh, obviously the reverse fixture earlier on, earlier on in the season, uh, a cold and soggy Saturday afternoon at the Wham Stadium uh, back in November. I mean, we took a huge following. I think there were more Wednesday fans than Accrington fans that day. Uh, all of them got sodden, by the way, on, on that uh, uncovered away end. Um, I've got to admit, when we went 3-0 up after 22 minutes, uh, I thought it was going to be a cricket score. Uh, I'm sure you feared, you feared the worst at that point, didn't you? Yeah, because, as I said, we were 
we were in, uh, we'd lost against Plymouth uh, 4-1 just before. And, uh, you know, in that first 25 minutes, uh, defensively, they were poor. And, uh, yeah, it was it was uh, not looking good. Uh, at credit to them, they, um, you know, they made some adjustments. Uh, uh, and, and really, in the second half, um, I thought, really, Stanley were a bit unlucky not to uh, not to come away with a draw. And I think, I think, from what I could see from the Wednesday fans, I think they were relieved that they got out of there with the with the three points because um, Stanley were were coming on at the end and, and giving them a run for their money. Yeah, I mean, two goals either side of that first half. I, I must admit, I was panicking, and you know, the uh, the group chat and everything, and Facebook, Twitter was was rife of oh no, not again, because at the at the time we'd we had a knack of kind of throwing away um, leads and stuff like that, and and throwing away. Uh, I don't say easy points, but you know, uh, from, you know, from from leading leading positions. So, yeah, it, it was a bit uh, a bit nervous. But you know, you're right in what you said there. We were glad to to hold on and uh, you know show the the character because that's not something that we'd done up until that point of the season. Obviously, the season's gone on a bit more, and uh, and we're a bit of a different beast. Let's let's say at the moment. I mean, the team that that uh, that played uh, against you then. I mean, there will be a few changes. Corbiano, he's no no longer with us. He's gone back to Wolves and then gone out to uh, let's call franchise MK. <laughs> Deli Bashir, who was uh, injured, uh, as is Shea Dunkley as well. I mean, Brennan started the game, and it's unlikely that we'll see him. Although he might come on instead of Hutchinson, because you know Sam Hutchinson's uh, can't play too many games in in quick succession. But uh, but yeah, it'll be certainly a, a different a different team that that, that goes out. Um, on uh, on on Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, I think the same. I think the same can be said for Stanley. And I think one of the things that I, when we talked in last last before the last match is that well, if you guys could uh, convert some of your draws into wins, then you could start moving up. And you you've certainly you've certainly done that. What impresses me about your team, uh, or from when you look at the table, is that you've only got. Um, uh, six losses and that's right up there with with the top teams and um you know if you look at the table the form that some of these teams are in uh Sunderland uh, you know if you listen to the Sunderland fans the sky is is falling and it's just a travesty I mean if you if you're ever been depressed or feeling bad about your team and you want cheering up just listen to some of the Sunderland fans after they've lost um but I think you guys you guys are making the move now and uh um, yeah, you you're knocking on the door like you've got you said four wins in a row. Um, you, you four clean sheets as well. Uh, four only four points behind MK Dons. Wigan, as you said, you beat. That's a that's a, a big six pointer. Um, as far as the match, um, yeah, I think we will see a, a change in Stanley formation too in the lineup. Um, Trafford, who was the keeper uh, in that match, uh, is. Um, gone over to Bolton on loan, so he's gone. And Mombongo that scored, he's uh, out for the season. Um, and we had uh, Lewis Mansell was up front, and he's he's basically third or fourth striker in the rankings. Uh, so I don't think you'll see him play. Um, we've I think what you may see is I mean when we played you guys the first time, it was more of a three four two one formation. And last night they unveiled one that we haven't seen for a while. Uh, was was uh, they started with a four three three, and with uh, Cody up front, and then O'Sullivan on the right and McConville on the left. Now O'Sullivan went off with a, a, a hamstring, so I don't anticipate he'll play. Uh, but what I did like was the midfield we have was Hamilton, Butcher, and Lee. Hamilton has got eight goals this season, and um, he's a player to watch. Uh, he can, as I say, he can score from the midfield. He can control the midfield. So if if you guys give him some time on the ball, he could he could hurt you. Um, the back they went with a back four this time, um, and uh, a, a Manqua from Man City who's on loan is on the left left back. Now what I like now is, is that they've got Nottingham and Sykes in the uh, in the middle of the centre backs, and those two have cut out their mistakes. They're playing the position well, and since it, since that uh, time in November, they've really tightened things up and. I think we've only lost one game by two goals since then. So we're not conceding goals. 
and uh, which is a big which is a big help when you you know you go down three nothing. It's really hard to come back. Um, the one player that's that really is is really impressed uh, more since we since we last played you guys is uh, Mitchell Clark, who's playing right back. Uh, if you get a chance to look at the highlights, he got the ball in in his own half, beat three or four players, and really uh, was instrumental in the second goal last night against Oxford. And he scored the um, he scored the tying goal against uh, Sunderland when we were down to ten men. Um, he's he's really come leaps and bounds, and he's a player that really could play at a higher levels as as with as with Ross Sykes. Uh, and Toby Savin. So we're, we've got players that really could go to a higher level. It's big, a big question, can we keep them? But I think you'll see a different team uh, that will that, we'll play you guys. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be a 3-2 match anyway. Yeah, like like I said, you, you've you've kind of showed up the defence. We've done the same as well. Like I said, you know, not conceding his last, last four games since we've uh, – you know, we, we brought in Harley Dean, uh, who's now since injured. He's only played 94 minutes and, uh, and he's out for for long term, which is not ideal. But we also brought in Jordan Story at the, at the back, who's who's done, well, he's played four games and we've won four and not conceded any goals. So you'd like to think he's uh, obviously delighted with the start that, that he's made. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a totally different, a totally different game. Um, one that, uh, am I right in saying it's Accrington Stanley's first visit to, to Hillsborough? Is that right? I think I think it is because um, I know there was a big build up ar- around the club for uh, when the before the match was uh, postponed last time. Um, I can't recall it, and, and I haven't come across anything to indicate that they've ever played at uh, Hillsborough before. So I think that might play to your advantage for the first few minutes. I mean, if you guys come out strong against against us, that you know we may be maybe just getting used to the environment for the first five, 10, 15 minutes, you know? Well, the thing is for that, I mean, it's, you know, all right, the, the, you look at the history, but the, some of those players have only played there for six months. So they, they, some of those players might have played there in the earlier on in the careers, isn't it? So, uh, so you know, it will be, it'll be interesting to, to see how, how to get on. I mean, Obviously, you've mentioned that that you you know that you go out there and, and go for the for the win, and I, I don't expect you to to kind of sit back on on Wednesday. I think you you know obviously you'd be slightly cautious, but you'll you'll take it too, as won't you? Oh yeah, and I I think with um, you know we play on we play at Crew. Oh, oh sorry, we play at home on, uh, against Crew on Saturday, and I think that's uh, it's not a must-win match, but it's it's a match that we should win, and if we can if we can sort of uh, uh, get a good result and, and score a couple of goals. I think confidence will be really good going into the into the Wednesday match. Um, and I I I don't think um, our our team is is shy of playing the big clubs anymore. Um, and um, I think they'll be up for the occasion. It's going to be you know, obviously for them playing at Hillsborough. Uh, but yeah, we give the big teams a, a we'll give them a run for the money, and we'll go for go for go for the three points. Uh, it should be a good match, as I say. Uh, both te- both teams have made some changes, and I, I think both teams have improved since last time. And obviously, it's going to be tough to get a result against you guys because obviously you're in in good form and going the right direction in the table. Yeah. Now, just before we uh, before we finish, I, obviously I have to nail you down to a score prediction. Um, we'll go with one with your head and one with your heart because I, pre- I presume they could could be different. Um, well, I, yeah, I, I, I'd love to say we could win two one, but uh, I think realistically, I'll I'll go with uh, I'll go with a two two. Fantastic. Uh, now, just before we go, uh, do you want to let everyone know where we can find you on you know Twitter and your website, etc. The podcast. Yeah, uh, I'm Twitter. I'm uh, Tomcat fifty four. Um, we call, I'm a co-host with across the pitch and, uh, we're on uh, Facebook and, uh, and Twitter and Instagram. Um, we've, you know, we're building up our, uh, our library of podcasts. Uh, we just recently interviewed a past chairman, uh, Peter Marsden that oversaw the club between Eric Wally and, uh, um, and Andy Holt, which, uh, and oversaw a change of about three or four managers of Stanley, which is very unique. So it was a very good interview. We did one recently a bit with a gentleman that uh, has battled alcoholism and was a really a star for Stanley. 
uh, Chris Grimshaw, which has done really well for us. Um, and it's it's we just like to get the message out about players uh, and the struggles that they have when they finish playing. And uh, if we can help uh, people with with our podcast in that way as well, bringing information about the club, then uh, we're we're happy about that. Yeah, great stuff. I'll leave the uh, links in the uh, in the in the show description uh, and everything. So, thanks everyone for listening. This has been the Oppo's View. We do these every week, so be sure to listen to next week's as we preview the Doncaster and Fleetwood games. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, then don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and make sure you leave us a review. Uh, I'm James Mappin, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.